Are you ready to make a real difference in the world and especially to the people around you? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, where we celebrate the road less traveled in business, leadership, and life. We welcome you to another conversation that we believe will provide you with the insight and inspiration you need on your journey. Here's your host, Kevin Monroe. Hey, it's Kevin, and I want to welcome you to this episode 126 of the Higher Purpose Podcast. I want to do a couple of things. This episode is releasing the week of Christmas. So my team encouraged me to kind of just take a little bit of a break, do something different. So we will. It'll be a lighter than usual, but maybe all of our conversations are light in their own way. At least I hope they are. Hey, let me start with gratitude. It's that time of year when really gratitude is probably more popular than at other times of the year. But for you and me, we embrace and express gratitude all the time. So let me just start by that. And I want to pause and ask you, what is something you are grateful for in this moment? Wherever it is that you're listening, whenever it is, just look around, pause a moment. What's something you're grateful for? I want to share a couple of things I'm grateful for. And I want to start by saying I'm grateful for the gift of podcasting, the gift of conversation, and for the realization that, for me at least, podcasting is conversation, conversation with you. Something else I'm really grateful for, and this comes up through my conversations with my friend Mike Vacanti, who is my guest on last week's episode. We were talking about that, and every time I ask Mike, what are you grateful for? Relationships always comes up for him. That's just a common theme, and it is for me as well. So I just want to pause and just reflect on relationships for a moment. Relationships with you, you listening. There's so many great opportunities that I've had this year, looking back a bit of reflection on 2019. So many opportunities to engage with you online or in person, whether that was by emails, Zoom meetings. If you know me, you know I much prefer a Zoom meeting where we can at least see one another, even in a virtual environment, can see one another face-to-face rather than just a telephone call. But I still appreciate telephone calls. And I love text. I received a text yesterday from a new person simply responding to something they had read in my LinkedIn profile. That's amazing to me. So thanks, Valerie. And then meetups. However, those have happened, whether those are in-person live events that we just happen to be at the same event or you come to an event or we're at a human's first. I was grateful to be participant in, in Chattanooga in the spring and then in the fall in London. Those are just beautiful. And so I'm grateful for relationships. Years ago, I heard this phrase from Barbara Sable of the Kellogg Foundation. I still use it, work it into presentations so often. Relationships are primary. All else is derivative. Relationships are primary. You know, and then I started looking at the podcast and I realized something. I just kind of scrolled through the list of what will be the 52, I guess, episodes of 2019. 90% of the guests who joined me in conversations were brand new relationships in 2019. People I did not know this time a year ago or did not know personally. Now, the other thing I'm grateful for is how many of those happened because of people I already knew 
who knew somebody they thought I should know. And they made an introduction. Isn't that just beautiful? Right? And that's the way this world works. That none of us knows everybody we need to know, but everybody we do know knows somebody we need to know. And when they open the door, make the introduction, whether that's social media, an email, or a phone call, whatever it is, they open the door, beautiful things happen. So I'm grateful for that. While I'm expressing gratitude, let me express gratitude to some collaborators. Collaborators without whom this podcast and the other projects I do wouldn't happen. So I want to say thanks to the team at One Stone Creative. It's a global team led by Megan and Audra. They have been with me from the very beginning, from episode one. So I am just incredibly grateful. And it's that time of year to just say thank you. Thank you for everything you do to make this podcast possible and to allow this podcast to grow. So thank you. And then other collaborators that I want to thank. These are collaborators that have worked with me in this extraordinary life and other projects, projects that we've done, the Gratitude Challenge, the Deep Listening Challenge, the Joy Challenge. So thank you, Christy Kern, Steve Foran, Kat Hayes, Oscar Trimboli, and Carrie Wekalo. I'm just thrilled to have you in my life and for us to do things that really are better together. And so on that, I'm going to reflect and say, wow, when I look back, this was a year of experimentation. And if you haven't understood this about me, you probably need to understand that most of what I do in life now starts as an experiment. And this came eight or nine years ago through relationship with Rich Sheridan, author of Chief Joy Officer and Joy Inc. before that. And Rich has been a guest on the podcast numerous times and is just a mentor to me. And years ago, Rich helped me to stop overthinking and just begin to take action. Just do. Take action. Do something. And what he called, just run the experiment. Don't try to burn the ships or boil the ocean. Just run the experiment. So when I look back, I was just listing, wow, some things that I did this year as experiments, the gratitude challenge, and that led to this extraordinary life as a community that we built and I host on uh, Mighty Networks. And then we did the deep listening challenge in conjunction with Oscar Trimboli, and we're doing the joy challenge right now. And Carrie Weckelo came along with that. And then back in February, I launched a project or started planning it. We launched it in March and we have done it for now 10 months. What began as an experiment, the human's first hangouts. So the other thing that I just want to say, as I say, as I reflect on this is these experiments, each one has brought clarity. And back in episode 25, I did an episode that I called the Clarity Conundrum. I'm going to do a new episode on that soon and kind of an update on the Clarity Conundrum. But clarity comes through action. So I'm happy to end 2019 with way more clarity than I began this year. And the clarity, most of the clarity came through action, not just contemplation, waiting for clarity and perfect clarity to come before we started something, just start. And I hope the same goes for you, but I realize you may not have increased clarity. And let me tell you, I know years where I ended the year more cloudy than clear. 
And so my hope for you, one of the hopes I have for you is that clarity comes. And again, like I say, I'm soon, probably in January, I'll do an episode on the clarity conundrum because I want to see us all operate with more clarity and confidence in the work that we've been given to do. So one of the things that I have clarity on, and this is what was amazing. I mentioned earlier a text just yesterday. So I'm recording this on Monday, December 16th. Yesterday, I received a text from a lady named Valerie. She had read my LinkedIn profile, and this New clarity that's new to you if you're listening. Last week was the first episode where I really started talking about the Higher Purpose podcast and all of the work I do. It's for people who are choosing the road less traveled in business, leadership, and life. That's the kind of clarity I'm talking about. I did not have that clarity in January. Didn't have it in February, March, April, May. But each step brought me further along that path of clarity, and I'm embracing that clarity. So I hope you gain clarity. Anyway, we'll talk about that real soon in another episode. Hey, something else I want to celebrate here, just like act two of this short podcast, the top 10 episodes of 2019. It's really fun to pause, to look back and to see what episodes resonated most with you, the listener. And what you shared with your friends and what you told other people about and what you listened to and enjoyed. And as I looked on this, it's really kind of funny because in keeping with the relational theme that I just mentioned a few moments ago under gratitude, this time last year, I only knew one person on this list of top 10 episodes. The guests that were top 10 episodes, this time last year, I only knew one of those, and that was Claude Silver. Everyone else I met through the course of this year. So that keeps in congruence with that about 90%. So here are the top 10 episodes of this year, starting with Everybody Matters with Bob Chapman. And that kind of came on the tail end of this series I did on Humans First, People First Working and Approach. Had this great opportunity to sit down with Bob Chapman, who's co-author of the book, Everybody Matters, and CEO of Barry Waymiller. I think we'll probably include links to all of these in the show notes. So if you want to go back, if you've not caught any of these episodes, it's a great time to catch them up and hear it again or share it with a friend. The second most downloaded episode, listened to episode this year, is The Power of Gratitude with my friend Steve Foran. And I met Steve through another listener, Marianne Kerr. She connected Steve and me back in... April or May, and that led to us doing the gratitude challenge. So the power of gratitude. The third most listened to episode this year was with my friend Claude Silver becoming a chief heart officer, and that was also part of the Humans First series. The fourth, wow, this was really fun, and this is kind of what led me into figuring out the top 10 is the other day I was in conversation with my friends, Kimberly Davis and Melissa Hughes, and we were talking about the conversation we had around the imposter syndrome. Last week, I was in conversation with Maribel, who listens to the podcast, and she told me she was in the car going somewhere with a friend, and a friend said, hey, I've got this episode of a podcast I'd like us to listen to together. And then she pushes play, and it was this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast with Kimberly and Melissa and the three of us talking about the imposter syndrome, where Maribel had already heard the conversation but listened again and then entered into this amazing conversation with her friend. 
wow, what fun that was. So then I just started looking, how many people listened to that? And it was the fourth most downloaded. Number five, the pulse of your organization with David New, who is the CEO of Tiny Pulse. And that was a conversation in the employee engagement and employee experience series. Then this one, the sixth most downloaded episode, this one just kind of caught my attention because this is the newest of the releases to make it into the top 10. And this is Are You Listening with Jane Adshead Grant. And I've got to tell you, that one is a favorite of mine because it took me somewhere different in my podcasting journey. If you have not heard that episode, I invite you to listen to that episode because we conducted an experiment live during the conversation and it's led to a change. I've stopped taking notes in conversation. I just listen. Then number seven, higher purpose and self-worth with Tracy Fenton, who is the founder and CEO of World Blue. And Tracy will be back with me. She's working on a new book. When that book comes out, Tracy will join me again. We'll have another conversation. But we just wanted to have a conversation about the connection between self-worth and higher purpose in leadership, life, and business. So that was that episode. Ben Witter, we did an episode on this employee experience. And then Ben and I were together in London back in September, but we did this leading up to that. So employee experience with Ben Witter. Now, here's something I don't think I've ever had happen before. The number nine most listened to conversation of the Higher Purpose podcast is another conversation with somebody you've already heard on the list. With Steve Foran, who is at the number two slot, also comes in at number nine when we did a follow-up conversation from that very first gratitude challenge, and we started talking about gratitude is a way of life. And then the 10th most downloaded, most listened to episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast in 2019. It was a real joy to see. And this is the definition of success with Al Lopez, who is one of the leadership team of Alma Coffee. And I met Al at the co-working space where I inhabit and hang out some here in my hometown of Woodstock, Georgia. So those are the top 10 episodes. And we'll see what happens in 2020, what kind of list that creates. So let me do something else here. I just want to encourage you to take time this time of year to celebrate your progress, to reflect back and see what were the highlights? What are the milestones? What are the things that stood out? Just as we're looking here, what are the top 10 lists? What are the top 10 moments? That'd be another fun list to make. What are the top 10 moments of your journey in 2019. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do that. I'm going to list, and that'll be hard to rank because that's a totally subjective experience where there's some objectivity with this list here. But I want to encourage you to make peace with your past. Celebrate your progress. Make peace with your past. Prepare for the future. But more than anything, live in the now. Well, there's a two-part thing I want to have here. Two more things I want to do. This is where it gets a lot more festive. Before we conclude, I want to share a few things with you. This will be short. It's a week before Christmas. Christmas is next week. And what started all of this was the team at One Stone Creative said, you know, your traditional release date will be Christmas Eve this year. So let's do something different, alter the schedule, all of that. And so I'm not sure when this episode will drop, whether it'll drop on Christmas Eve or day before or after, whatever. But I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. 
to you, to yours. I want to ask and say, my wish for you is may the best and the brightest this season has to offer shine upon you. And then that just led me to think about words that are spoken so freely this time of year. My wish is that they be magnified in your life. There are three words specifically. And as a matter of fact, this is so funny. I mean, these words are on my mind. And then I was washing my hands and picked up a hand towel. And there were the words on the hand towel. Peace, joy, love. So allow me a moment to elaborate briefly on each of these words. These words all have connection to the holiday season. And for me, I want to go back and look at these in conjunction, a couple of them with what we call the first Christmas, when there was a group of angels that made a proclamation to a group of shepherds. Here's what they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace on earth. You know, so many Christmas songs we hear incorporate that phrase, peace on earth. Well, I love Christmas music, and this time of year we play a lot of it in our home and in the car when we're out. One of my favorites is that duet by Bing Crosby and David Bowie. And yet I wonder, what comes to mind when you hear the word peace or the phrase peace on earth? And there's some beautiful stories. There's the story from World War I, where there was the ceasefire for just a moment on Christmas Day. And that's the traditional sense in which we often think of peace on earth, the absence of conflict. And yes, that is part of the definition. But there is so much more to the word peace, especially if we understand what our Hebrew friends understand about peace, and their word for peace that we always translate as peace, and it's shalom. Shalom. It's way more than just the greeting. And maybe, I don't know, 15 years ago is when I first started having a deeper understanding, eh, it's probably 20 years ago now, of peace in this concept of shalom. Shalom means wholeness, completeness, or my favorite definition, right or restored relationships in every dimension. Shalom means rightly related to God, to self, to others, to your community and creation. Yes, to nature, the earth. Think about that. And peace on earth. Wow. So as I think about this, I just pause and say, may you experience this robust concept of peace. And yes, may we find ways to live free of conflict, but beyond that, my wish for you is that you live in harmony in every dimension of life. That's a beautiful wish any time of the year. The second of these words, joy. As I record this, we are in the second week of what we are hosting as the Joy Challenge. I mentioned that earlier. Carrie Wekalo joined me as co-host for the Joy Challenge. When I was talking to our team, Steve and Christy and Kat, we were thinking, should we do a challenge in December? And if so, what challenge would that be? And there was just consensus. The only challenge we could get excited about doing during the month of December is the Joy Challenge. So 
There was also part of the angelic proclamation back from what we consider the first Christmas. Christmas wasn't even used as a word then, but the angels sang and talked about glad tidings of great joy for all people. Joy, joy. Every morning when I walk through the neighborhood and walking our dog, Todd, I pass a house that has joy in big letters lit up out front, right? Joy, we see it on banners. You see it on Christmas cards. You see it in shopping malls. You see it on wrapping paper and packages. And yet I wonder, How much joy is really shared or spread this time of the year, which is why we hosted the Joy Challenge, in hopes that people would find joy in the very simplest of things and share joy, spread joy with others. Joy, it's different than happiness. Happiness is often contingent on circumstances, on you having things when life is good. However, we can have, you and me can have an abiding joy that we experience even, maybe even especially in tough times, difficult days, dark seasons. So we believe, and we wrote this when we were talking about the joy challenge, the world and each of us in it can always use a little more joy. So I wish you peace. I wish you joy. And I wish you love. Love is a word that makes so many uncomfortable, especially in the workplace or the context of work. But love, love is something that every person on the planet longs for. And we can't live without. And we can't live without. You know, I love it. I pulled the book this morning because I just leave it on my desk as a handy reference. C.S. Lewis wrote a book 50 plus years ago, The Four Loves. The Greeks had four different words for love. And we know, you and me, we know that they're very different concepts and expressions of love because we love, we love food. Oh gosh, I love food. And Gwen, my wife Gwen is baking things right now. And I sampled something a few moments ago before I hit record on this. But to say I love food and I love my wife or I love my mom in the same sentence doesn't do love justice, at least in the eyes of my wife or my mother, were she still alive. So love is different, but we lump them all to one word, love. So the Greeks, they had a word for love, and it's the word that I think of every time I think of love. It's one of those in the workplace, but it's a word that we think of this time of year, I think. Agape, to love another. Truly, what it means is to seek the well-being of someone other than yourself, and to do so without expecting anything. In return. To love others, then, at least in the agape sense, is to love others with a love that is self giving and selfless, even expressing love to those who disagree with you. Or, in the words of Jesus, to love your enemies, those that dislike you or even work to see you harm. Return that with an expression of wishing for their best, their well-being. So to say I love you in this sense of the word truly means to say I want the very best for you. So I love you, and I wish you great peace and joy this time of year and always. Then I'm going to do one more thing in closing here. I've talked a lot this year about extraordinary, and I assure you, you're going to be hearing plenty more about extraordinary from me in the days, weeks, months ahead. 
I believe you are extraordinary. I believe you aspire to live an extraordinary or extraordinary life and make a meaningful difference in the world you inhabit. So I want to close with what has been a holiday piece, a favorite holiday piece of mine now for 40 plus years. And it's called One Solitary Life. So I'm going to read this to you. Here is a man who was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then, for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never owned a home. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never put his foot inside a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place he was born. He never did one of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. While still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had on earth, his coat. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Nineteen centuries have come and gone, and today he is a centerpiece of the human race and leader of the column of progress. I am far within the mark when I say that all the armies that ever marched, all the navies that were ever built, all the parliaments that were ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life upon this earth as powerfully as has that one solitary life. That's One Solitary Life. Originally written by Dr. James Allen Francis in 1926. Hey, let me wrap this up by wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas and the best and brightest of the season, however you observe it and whatever you are celebrating this time of year. May you experience an abundance of peace, joy, and love. You know, I conclude every podcast conversation, inviting you to contact me. You can do that by email at kevin at higherpurposepodcast.com or text or calling 678-744-5111. And just a few moments ago, my phone rang. It was Steve Foran. He happened to be listening to episode 125 with Tim Arnold. And when he heard me ask Tim, hey, Tim, Can we talk about the unique tensions difference makers face? Steve said, hey, Siri, call Kevin Monroe. And we jumped into a very short conversation. So you're free to do that. Call me. And until we connect again, may you continue taking your next step on the road less traveled in business, leadership, and life. It is making a difference to people around you. What could 10 days of gratitude do for you? Find out what hundreds of people have experienced and make a change that can last a lifetime at thegratitudechallenge.community because it's better when we do things together.